0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Courty cadmore an award-winning business mindset fertility coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls.
1: And I'm Jane Mack, a business coach and consultant to agencies, bestselling author and mum to two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit
0: the subscribe button and leave us a review. Welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female, where Jane and I are delighted to have the lovely Kelly Cookson with us. Kelly has over 14 years' experience in digital marketing and a first-class honours degree in business information management, where she specialised in marketing. After having a daughter in 2017 and spending a couple of years working part-time, she wanted more flexibility in her working life. This led Kelly to leave her corporate role as marketing manager for an international software company and to start her own business, which is called Cheer Up Marketing. Since growing her online marketing business to a six-figure annual turnover in under three years, Kelly has qualified as a positive psychology psychology coach. I always get that word, psychology. Um, Kelly is passionate about mixing marketing with mindset to support her clients to experience more positive emotions and supercharge their business success. Kelly helps her clients to show up with confidence in their marketing and achieve their business goals, all while feeling better than ever. Amazing. Welcome, Kelly.
2: Welcome. Okay. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat about all things marketing yeah. and and entrepreneurship. Oh, really, really excited to have you here
0: and um, just to go back to a little bit in your bio. So you had your daughter, well, six, nearly six years ago now? Yeah, she turned six this oh, April. Um, amazing. Yeah. So growing yeah. up and was it because of your daughter that you wanted to have this more kind of lifestyle and to quit that corporate job that you had to give her a better life?
2: Yeah absolutely so before becoming a mum all I was focused on and I never ever dreamed or wanted my own business. I was just focused on climbing the corporate ladder. And I thought maybe one day I'll be marketing director or chief marketing officer somewhere. And I was just focused on that. In fact, I would say I was an anti-entrepreneur. I used to look at people running their own business and think, oh my goodness, that looks so stressful. I'm (laughs) so happy I have the secure job and (laughs) I know what I'm doing to progress. And you know, I just get paid and it's great. Um, And when, you know, had my daughter, 2017, And I went back part-time after I had nine months off my leave. And I have to say my boss at the time, I reported into the CEO and he was so amazingly like supportive and flexible of me going back working part-time. So before I left my job, I actually trained somebody up in my team that would then take on part of my role. So I came back a couple of days a week for a couple of months and I stuck at three days a week for two years. I think I did that. Um, And it all was fine. Like You know, you go through that thing of there's a separation anxiety. So some days my daughter would cry when I dropped her off and I'd be crying in the car on the way to work. But overall, I enjoyed going back to work. It was nice to put clothes on, (laughs) like proper clothes.
1: Yeah.
2: And eat my lunch in peace. It felt nice. So it was good to go and use my brain. Yeah. And it was only when a chance chat with one of my colleagues, literally at the water cooler in the office. and she was like, Oh, Kelly, no, I know Penny's like getting on now. And you know, growing up fast and you'll have to be thinking about schools and, you know, which schools have out of school clubs yeah. or, you know, child minors and things. And I just thought, oh, no, like, I don't want to do that. Oh, I want to she- walk my daughter <laughs> to and from school. And yeah. And then I started to think, and it sounds stupid. I hadn't thought of it. Maybe I could have made it work. But to try and condense my hours into, you know, mm. dropping off at 20 to 9 and picking up at 5 to 3, my daughter's school kicks out. So I just, it didn't three. compute. And, and I just... Yes, in the hour of two, which is so early, it feels. Yeah. Yeah. But I just had this, something inside me just said, no, I'm not doing that. Mm. And that started the seed of this idea of, Mm. right, what can I do that's going to give me incredible flexibility? And then, of course, again, stupid, I hadn't thought of it. But then my mind turned to school holidays. And we all know how (laughs) much time kids have off and how much annual leave you get. And I thought, Mm. this doesn't match. And it was hard enough me handing her over to nursery three days a week mm. to think of trying to put her in some kind of childcare over summer for days on end. Yeah, I just, just not for you. I just knew deep down I didn't want to do it. So yeah. that was it. Mm. It's so
0: interesting that when you mentioned then the water cooler, how many conversations have people had and changed lives and, you know, being really <laughs> honest around the water cooler? I love it. And I think... Um, it's kind of a, probably a bit of a light mould moment a lot of people have around, you know, having a coffee with a colleague or, mm. you know, that water cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's resonating on and, and will as well. I know, like, I've got twins mm-hmm. who are turning three in March. And, wow. yeah, for me, it's very much... <laughs> I'm a little bit different. I'm very much like, I love you. Okay, bye, as they go to their childminder for two days a week. It's like, okay, bye-bye. Yeah, I love, I love you, <laughs> bye-bye. But, um, but it does make you think of, you know, all of these things that how how can you do it all can you do it all as being a mum Mm -hmm. you know if you've got a if you're in a relationship you've got a family you've got a partner and have a business and I love the fact that you were just like I don't want to do that I want to be there for my for my daughter Mm -hmm. um so yeah massively resonate with that are you the same Jane as well Uh,
1: well, yeah absolutely because I went from when I was pregnant with my first, um, I was still working in a corporate role mm. and I never ended up going back to it because we ended up buying a business, moving house and doing all that. But it's funny because at the time, I wasn't automatically thinking, oh, we'll do this as a way so I, to be more flexible and and you know have more time with the baby because it, be, it was about 18 months by the time we did all that. I was more thinking of, it was, a, I think more of a, a change in lifestyle mm. we were going yeah. for. But not not thinking about the whole sort of being there for your kids and everything. And actually for the first, probably for the first two years, I worked my ass off. Mm. He spent his life in a child minders, summer, everything, grandparents over. And it wasn't until a couple of years in that I went, what in the hell am I doing? Yeah. I run this business. It's my business. I have staff. Why am I not using all yeah. this to my advantage? And then when he started going to school, I can actually proudly say, that I have never missed a sports day, mm. I have never missed a concert. Um, you know, I've done a lot of pickups, I've done all the swimming lessons after school. Eight years, may I add? Eight, eight years amazing. of swimming lessons. Oh um still going. still going. But I've done all those and although there's times when I look back and I think, Oh my god, you know, I work like nine to five, I was on call at weekends with my business and all mm. these things and he went into a child minders and you know, people sometimes say, Why have children to have a if you're gonna put them to a childminder? And then I think, well, actually, but I also know a lot of parents who've never done swimming lessons, yeah, never done the yeah. pickups, never missed all these things. But I couldn't because I then I realised I have the flexibility mm-hmm. to stop at three o'clock to go and do these things yeah. and take time out for the, the you know for the like the sports day. But I think sometimes it's yeah, you know, like you Kelly, you were like straight from the beginning. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. I just didn't really see what I didn't really know <laughs> what I was doing. I was just like buying a business and going for it, and then realising. But that's where I think you realise you can have yeah. it all, no matter what way it comes around about. You can have it but you need to make that decision mm. yourself to and realize it do you
2: know what it's a daily battle with me as well because running my own business it's a bit sad to say this but it's almost like my hobby as well I'm a bit obsessed with it so I have Uh to be really mindful that I don't work more than I maybe should (laughs) on it because and certainly in the first six months I didn't know what I was doing right so I just took on as many clients as I could and I knew I needed to match my corporate salary um and I did you know I was getting up Early in the dark to work before she, my daughter woke up, so I could um, work on things. And of course, well, I say of course, I started my business in January twenty twenty, so coronavirus oh, okay. kicked off yeah, in the yeah. March. So I had took my daughter down to just two days a week, um, at a play school actually. So she was doing like a couple of half days yeah. or whatever. And then all of a sudden that was gone. So I had not planned on growing and starting a business with zero childcare. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And I know a lot of people felt the same, so I'm not the only one, but it was really yeah. hard. But I think you know, nowadays she's in school and everything, so I do have those hours, but I am really bad for trying to work as much as oh, possible. I'm really ambitious. Okay. I'm thinking, <laughs> i do more here. But to bring a bit of the whole... Um, Mindset piece into it is focusing on why. Why am I running this business? And actually, the money is great, but it's not all about that. And I find if I focus on the money, it can make it a bit stressful. It's more about focusing on the swimming lessons, right, on a Monday. So I'm one year into those now, so maybe another seven to go. (laughs) Yay, happy seven ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's about having that flexibility. And also, we're talking a lot about being a mum, but for myself. Mm. So I'm 40 now, so I'm really trying to keep fit and strong. And I want to go to the gym in the daytime because, Lord knows, with a kid and everything else, too tired at night to go. Yeah. best will in the world and never yeah, get there yeah, definitely. so I'm trying to carve out those pockets mm. of time in my working day in school mm. hours to go do a workout and sit in the sauna on a Tuesday afternoon Absolutely. which feels very luxurious yeah how cool yeah. is that, that I can do that with this business and I thinking of this because yesterday was gym and sauna afternoon and i had to tear myself away from the laptop because there's so many things i could be doing and i'm shutting the lid of the laptop and going get to the gym kelly that's what's really important like health is wealth <laughs> um, it's a real like battle to tear myself away and do the stuff that ultimately i started this business to do yeah definitely yeah. i
0: i'd love to know that the, what was your sort of biggest opportunity not challenge opportunity going from your your corporate you know good marketing salary as you said you know your good position To then going into your own business what was your biggest opportunity that you took from
2: that I think it was around money actually so I know I keep talking about freedom and that Mm. was the catalyst for wanting to leave and start something up but I suddenly realized actually there isn't really a ceiling on how much I could earn once I'd figured out to stop trading time for money so in the very beginning of my business I was I essentially built a bit of a monster because I became almost a freelance marketing manager for multiple different companies I was working for as a freelancer and there was so much of a learning curve like onboarding those clients and getting to grips with their business model and all of the stuff that came with that, that I found I was working a lot of hours and I had no idea what to charge. So I was massively undercharging and to even ask somebody for like 300 quid for me to do some marketing for them, which I cringe when I think about how little I charge now, (laughs) but it felt so hard to ask for money. Mm -hmm. So I built this beast and then six months in, I um, discovered that actually what I love doing is teaching other people how to do their own marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I started to move away from doing it for businesses yeah. to supporting like a done with you kind of model and actually then I launched a group program where I'm teaching entrepreneurs and business owners how to do their own email marketing in particular this course Mm -hmm. is around yeah so quickly I could take that one-to-one time and serve and really help a bigger group of people and it actually meant once I'd created that program I only need to put about an hour a week into showing up on a live call and answering questions Little bit of admin, but I've got a virtual assistant now who supports me with all of that. So that was really exciting to me. That opportunity of oh, actually, I could bring on these clients mm. and charge them this, and then yeah. I could do X, Y, and Z. That's going to mean I'm making more money than I've ever made, but I still have the flexibility. So that's the cool yeah. thing—the opportunity yeah. about entrepreneurship. Definitely,
1: yeah. I think it's that thing is that having you—you you can make it into whatever you want. There's nothing set in stone. There's nobody to say you have to stick to one particular service or offer you decide and it's also finding what works for you for some people you know Mm. for I know for a lot of people go from sort of one-to-one or go into group programs but for some people they'll stick to -to one-to-one or they'll stick to just program it depends on how what works for you and for your clients but it's having that flexibility is just what it kind of serves for people what makes it for them and you have that choice in it and Kelly the people then that are coming to you sort of what what sort of problems or sort of what things do you help them with
2: Oh, yeah, great question. So when I um, reassessed my whole business model at six months in, I actually niched down into just doing email marketing, right? Because as i said i'd end up being a marketing freelancer for hire and trying to cover the whole marketing mix yeah. mm-hmm. was wearing me down and it wasn't all my zone of genius so yes i can do you a linkedin strategy and i can rewrite your website but i don't really want to yeah. <laughs> yep. what i really yep. like doing <laughs> and that i can do really quickly is the email strategy because that was something that looking back at what am i really good mm. at like which bit of the marketing mix am i on fire yeah. and i enjoy doing and i realized yeah. the email campaigns planning it Writing the things, analyzing, tweaking the results, and all of that stuff was mm-hmm. something I really enjoyed. So, it, again, at the time, it felt super risky because I was essentially turning down work saying, No, I'm not yeah. going to do your website. Yeah. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. All mm-hmm. I do now is email marketing. Yeah. So, I was mm-hmm. closing off my business to a whole part of the market. Yeah. But what actually happened, and this is if you're familiar with niching or yeah. listeners uh-huh. might oh, have heard oh, about this. Oh, I love niching. <laughs> oh, yes, well, it's <laughs> magic. So I said, right, this is all I do now. I'm the email marketing woman. Yeah. So all of a sudden, people were coming to me saying, Kelly, I hear you do email marketing. I know I need to do email. Can you help me with it? So I started off doing copywriting and strategy. And then it evolved into doing that group program where I'm teaching mm-hmm. people how to do it for themselves. Yeah. Um, I love yeah, that. So that was like an important turning yeah. point. Yeah, and so yeah. important. And um, sorry,
0: Jane. let me just, just say because I want to say in my head. Mm-hmm. The um. When you said about doing something that you love, and we've talked about this a lot, you mm-hmm. know, having that Jane always says the fire in your belly—something you get up and actually love mm-hmm. to do—and I love the fact you seem, mm-hmm. you know, it's your it's your business, but you do seem so genuinely passionate about it, and that just yeah. will, you know, mm-hmm. come across in in your programs, you know, in your in your um, your text, your your copy, all of that. And I think that is just something yeah. that a lot of people miss out on because they don't really they think well just because I'm really passionate or I'm good at it I can't just niche down I've got to keep up this big picture Mm -hmm. of me doing everything um and I love it and it's obviously worked it's working for you which is you know what it's all about isn't it
2: Yeah. And I think it's about risk taking Mm -hmm. and and realizing that you can try things and if it doesn't work, that's okay. So I've just shared, you know, we've been chatting about all the great stuff that I'm doing in my business, but I've done loads of (laughs) things that haven't worked out or that have failed. (laughs) Um, and it's been stressful at times for sure, but it's about, um, adopting what's called a growth mindset. So to be successful in business, you have to try things and not hold yourself back because of the fear of failing. So it's about, and actually I've got a process that I go through and this is where the positive psychology comes in, but it's around challenging Mm -hmm. negative experiences. So, you know, for example, if you launch a new program and nobody buys it, what stories is that experience creating around that, that, experience that means that you're going to hold yourself back from trying new things in the yeah. future so I always challenge and think you know if I'm feeling a bit down about something or something's not worked out there's a series of questions I can go through in a process to say right what is this experience telling me yeah, about my business yeah. is this true because yeah. it's not a lot of the time that I voice in your head oh, you rubbish at this you know good that's not going to work you're never going to hit that goal it's about actually that isn't yeah. true and just realizing that and journaling through it has been a massive helper for me and has really um Bolstered me and, and made me realise that the more risks I've taken, yeah. and the more things I've tried out and failed at, the more things I've actually succeeded yeah, in. Yeah. So I think that's important to know. If anybody's listening and thinking, "Oh, it's all right for Kelly; she's nailed it." <laughs> well, no, <laughs> um, I took a lot of
1: risks and tried yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, just when you were saying that, but the thoughts you get in your head that's the thing they're just thoughts there aren't they it's just we, mm-hmm. we, you know I suppose the old imposter syndrome kicks in I think we talked about this yeah. earlier today mm-hmm. on another podcast with somebody but it seems a really common thing if something doesn't work well I'm no good at yeah. it I'm obviously crap it didn't work nobody wants it what will they do now um, and I think that positive psychology piece is coming through more and more now you see with people using because yeah. it, it works it's what changes our mindset isn't it is what pushes us forward and do you find though that do you find do you use that quite a lot with your clients, then that it's a sort of becomes a yeah. big part of what you do now.
2: Yeah. So no one wants to buy that from me, which is really interesting. A few people do. So I have a few clients that are actually come to me for mindset because they've recognised what I'm talking about and they've said, "This is what I need, Kelly. I want you to coach me on positive psychology." Mm-hmm. But it's actually really difficult to sell. So what I've ended up doing is sneaking it. Yeah. 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 Unless idea. unless I'm on a call with somebody. And they tell me specifically, oh, I'm holding myself back. I know I am. Then I I do sell a little bit more of the mindset piece. Mm -hmm. But for example, my electric email group program, right? I actually started bringing in positive psychology back in the autumn of last year. Mm -hmm. And I did ask everyone, I was like, look, I think you all need this. I know none of you really know what it is, but I'm going to start bringing it into two sessions a month. We'll just do 20 minutes at the beginning of those sessions. Then we'll go on to email marketing. It's all fine, but let's just try it. And I want you to give me honest feedback well they are all loving it (laughs) so it's been such a great thing but it's important because i can find i found that i give myself uh, my clients a strategy Mm. so i can say right you're going to send out all of these newsletters and you're going to do the same on social media and these are your content pillars and we've agreed this is your key messaging and then sometimes there's this thing that holds them back from executing on it Mm -hmm. and it can be around self-belief imposter syndrome um Lack of confidence, lack of motivation, or engagement with the work they're mm. doing, which can all be supported and solved with this positive psychology piece. Mm-hmm. So, by bringing that in to the marketing strategy, what I'm seeing is clients are actually taking the action and, and doing what I'm telling them to do <laughs> because yeah. they yeah. feel more confident and like they understand the journey that they're yeah. on. Does yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I think a lot
1: of people don't. I think a lot of people don't actually think, oh, it's, yeah, I need positive psychology coaching. Mm. I need support and that. They don't think that, but they don't realise until you start talking about it, saying, you know, why are you thinking like this? Why do you think you can't do it? What is it that's holding you back? It's not until you start talking about it, then they go, oh yeah, do do need yeah, help for that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's absolutely. me, yeah, oh yes. And then when you start talking about the whole, you know, how different ways to flip your mindset and how to look at it and question yourself, that's when they realise, oh yeah, that mm. yeah, I needed that. I needed you. It. Mm. So it's just, I think, I think as well, I don't know about you, but for me, like positive psychology is quite a new thing in the last year for me hearing about. It's obviously been out there for years, but I've not seen a lot of it. So for a lot of people, at least maybe not seeing it branded about a lot. Um, But yet all those feelings have been there since forever, but it's just not aware of the actual process to kind of work through those feelings. So, um, yeah, which I think is so good bringing the likes of that into your program and in with your, yeah. your guests because or your, your your customers because they don't no. even need it to look on and it. that's it
0: and so, and yeah, so many it. people will take from it and this is the thing with positive psychology like I'm all about it, you know positive thoughts but you only take from it what you want to take from it so if somebody actually isn't yeah. resonating with it they won't take from it but I like you said without even realizing your, your your you know your clients and your group they love it now and they'll and they'll pass that on so there's that I've mentioned it a couple of times a day, but that ripple, yeah, effect, ripple effect, you know, effect. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so powerful. It is, it really is. I love the fact that you've said, you know, your business isn't all rosy and it's all this, you know, Kenny's doing really well. And it's not, is it? You know, And mm-hmm. I think people listening, you know, can take joy in the fact, I guess, that things do go wrong. And until you start, you yeah. know, just start something um, and if it doesn't work, you could change, you could pivot, fail fast and move on. That's one thing I say. Um, so what would be, what would you say then, Kelly, that something has sort of not worked out for you um, in your business journey? And how have you learned and moved on from that?
2: Oh, good question. So I think I've already chatted a little bit around the bringing on too many clients and not charging enough. Yeah. I think another good example might be so the first time I created and launched a group program, right? So this was around email marketing. Um, so I did that. Start my business in the January of 2020, and I launched that program in the September. Yeah. So my audience was pretty tiny, and I launched the program, and I got five people in. Which, reflecting now, that's a massive success. But at the good, time, yeah. I was super disappointed. Right? Okay. And yeah. I was like, oh, damn. That's good. Good yeah. number. Yeah, and actually, it was. It all, it all worked out great because I took them through. It was base, it essentially a beta round. Yeah. So, you know, I taught it live, um, delivered it all that way. And then I had that, that basic program, which I could then refine and relaunch. Yeah. But from launching that and only getting five in, I say with inverted commas, yeah. actually put me off launching again for quite a long time because I was scared that I was going to put all of the effort into promoting it and launching it and doing all the sales stuff and that no one would buy yeah. and it took getting some support from a business coach in the spring of 2021 to kind of bust that myth and say look Kelly this you're going to launch it again I was like no I don't yeah. want to I don't want to what if nobody It'll buys you do it. and she really pushed yeah. me yeah she pushed me to do it and I think I made 10 grand from that launch which for me it was at that time I mean, it's an amazing chunk of money. Yeah, amount, right? congratulations! Um, wherever your business is at, ten grand, amazing. So that was the start, and what I actually did with that program, um, it's pre-recorded, so it's a self-paced version. So what I could do yeah. was just enroll people all the time throughout the the months that went mm-hmm. after that. So I put that initial piece of work into create yeah. it, live launch it, and that program has brought in so much money for me with you know minimal work. Now right, that it's, it's awesome. all working like a well-oiled machine and it's tried mm-hmm. and tested. Yeah. But you know what, if that coach hadn't pushed me to launch it again, I don't know where I would be Mm. because I was so in my own head of, I don't want to go through all of that effort, you know, live launching something for a good week and a half to two weeks, I think it was, showing up every day, selling the thing, selling the thing. And having to put yourself, put yourself through that. It sounds dramatic, but, you know, if you don't believe that anyone's going to buy, I just, yeah, it was a real barrier for me. So I suppose that shows the um, benefit of having a good coach or somebody on your side that could push you out of your comfort zone a bit. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And obviously being a business coach, I completely... I agree with all of that. Um, but it's interesting that it yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, but it's interesting that it took you from I think you said September until the spring. that's quite a long time, mm-hmm. isn't it? like six six months mm-hmm. seems as yeah. a rough rough guide mm-hmm. to then believe in yourself yeah. that you're good enough to to launch
2: again to yeah it again. Um, and, and it success. wasn't even a failure the first time around yeah yeah and it's so yeah. interesting because so I didn't know anything about really mindset work mm. back then and th- I think this is from coming from a corporate background like the only kind of personal development you do there is around learning new skills I think in terms of like new yes. software yeah, or <laughs> yeah. things yeah. like that or, or maybe management training but there was never anything that I, I had any contact with in terms of inner work no. or you know, developing the mindset. So that really was that first foray into what is my mindset all about? And who do I need to be to show up as the entrepreneur that I yeah. want to be? So that was really the the first time where I realized the power of having someone in your corner, but also doing that inner work and that personal development on showing up and and taking risks so I haven't looked back from there it's just grown and grown and grown and then I discovered positive psychology last year certified as a coach in it and um yeah I think it's just such a powerful thing and I want as many people running their own businesses to understand the impact that mindset will have on your success yeah, yeah absolutely. so I'm, I'm glad we're talking top,
1: about it here the top for <laughs> yeah. me is
2: yeah. yeah one of the top things in running your business
0: is, is all about mindset it all comes back to it starts with yeah. you so um yeah,
1: love that. Yeah, love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so Kelly, from here now, obviously you've added in the positive psychology. You've got your couple of to your programs and going. What's next in store for you? So I think this year is all about scaling what I've
2: built, right? Because I'm three years into business now, so this is my fourth year starting in mm-hmm. January. And really, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. And I think a lot of business owners do that too soon. So I know I talked about scrapping most of my clients six months in and niche on email marketing, but where I've got to now is a pretty good Mm. place and I'm focusing on scaling my audience, growing the number of eyes and and people coming to me eyes on me and people coming to me and really maximizing out those group offerings that I have and working with a handful of people closely one-to-one because I do still enjoy the one-to-one so I'm not reinventing the wheel Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of testing over the last three years I know what works and I know what I need to do to scale that so I'm doubling down on what's going well already um and trying to commit to that flexibility and freedom and not Mm -hmm. working all hours that I could (laughs) so I'm really trying to focus on the health aspect also uh like I'm learning guitar this year so this was my wow because I don't have too many things to do already but I'm gonna learn to play a guitar (laughs) and I'm writing a book also (laughs) so yeah writing a book learning to play guitar and just nailing and scaling what's going on in the business
1: so that that's the plan oh but I love it well, that sounds like a great plan ahead it really So, does, it really definitely, definitely. Does.
0: so yeah. for anyone that's listening out there, um, Kenny, that is you know inspired by what you've achieved in a in a, in a short space of time, and obviously with you know, throwing in the global yeah. uh, mm-hmm. pandemic as well. And um, what would be your one mm-hmm. top tip to anyone out there that's thinking of starting their business? Oh,
2: top tip! I think it's to. Right. This is about overnight success and our absolute obsession with yeah. it, right? When yep. you when you start your own business, you will suffer massively from comparisonitis. Mm-hmm. So you'll be looking at people on Instagram or you'll be jumping on people's email lists or watching their webinars and thinking oh it's all right for her (laughs) or oh I'm never gonna you know how has she done that so quickly what you don't see is all the behind the scenes stuff and the journey the long journey often that people have taken to get to that point so I guess my advice is a little bit stay in your lane and double down on yourself um, and just know that there's no such thing as overnight success so as much as you want to believe that you can click your fingers and create a six figure or a seven figure business next (laughs) week it's probably not going to happen so have patience stay the course yeah adopt that growth mindset to try things challenge your negative experiences and and keep going yeah Yeah, very good very good
1: because I know that's a big a big thing for people and I think the one thing is everywhere you look now on whether it's Facebook Instagram whatever there's all these people will put in you made 100k in 100 days Mm. and you know figures in 90 days and and you think really, and I'll show you how to. But the thing, how can you show me that in an hour's masterclass? Surely not. I, do a bit I mean? Longer. And sometimes you have to really think realistic and think, okay, yes, you've maybe made that now. But yeah, when we you know be realistic about it, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that yeah, that people absolutely. don't see. And you know, as one of our last guests said, how our podcast everything seems so slick, but yet Helen and I <laughs> behind the scenes is a completely <laughs> different story. <laughs> like a crash all together. Nobody, Nobody together. sees any of that. Nobody <laughs> sees that. <laughs> Nobody sees so that. I think we forget right we now. get very. <laughs> yeah, nobody needs to see that. I think we get very obsessed and hooked on just what we're seeing in mm-hmm. front of us and the sort yeah. of the polished look and the polished, you know, copy that people are putting out in the posts and everything, but we forget mm-hmm. that actually that's not reality behind the scenes and or to get them there so I think that's a a very good tip from you thank you
0: really good one Um, really good one and I always say to my clients it's like you know um share your journey share the good the bad the ugly Mm. you know the positives as well so people get a real taste of what it's really like um to have a business Mm -hmm. and and have that growth mindset um -hmm. yeah so love that
1: you know, and people tend to really like that, seeing the, the kind of the bad bit and the challenges. Because I've seen many posts go out where people are going to say, Do you know what? It's been shit this <laughs> year. <and> this happened, <laughs> yeah. that happened, blah, blah, blah. blah. And like, the comments they get and everything, because people go, Yep, that was me. Yeah. Yep, glad to see you're being honest. Yeah, love that. Because it's reality, isn't yeah. it? Just so, you know, stop putting the hundred k in hundred days thing out because actually, <laughs> we like to see that shit happens on other people's lives. Then we don't feel so bad about ourselves either, do we? That's you? a psychology thing yeah. as well. You know, being yeah. attracted to yeah. negative
2: experiences. That's why mm. the news is such a draw and mm. why they only cover the bad stuff. Because as yeah. human beings, we're like moths to a flame with negative oh, stuff. So that's Absolutely. so true. You know, from a copywriting perspective, uh-huh. if you want to get a lot of eyes on your stuff, <laughs> your negative
0: story bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, bad yeah. that's happening,
2: you know, people will be all <laughs> over it.
0: It. I think it's well, on that balance, isn't really. it? It's like I said, showing the good, the bad, you know, the, the journey. Yeah, the good, the ugly, and everything. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Brilliant. Um, so, if people yeah. are interested in finding out a bit more about you, working with you, where can they find you?
2: So I would say start on my website. I've got a freebies page. So if you go to cheerupmarketing.com slash free, mm-hmm. there are a couple of different marketing and mindset masterclasses on there you can grab for free. And I've got a really neat email subject line PDF, Brilliant. a free guide that you can download. So if you're struggling to write subject lines for emails, it's one of my most popular downloads. So you can jump on and grab that for free. And that means you'll jump on my email list then. So you'll be getting all my lovely emails and can connect with me there. Nice. I'm also on Instagram at... cheer up marketing and if you've got any questions about email marketing marketing strategy or positive psychology or anything that we've talked about today my dms are always open i love answering questions so drop me a line at cheer up marketing and say hey Fabulous! thank you
1: and one last question kelly and we ask everybody (laughs) this um we like to step away from the business side and have a bit of fun so we like to know what your favorite cake is my favorite cake
2: red velvet oh that was very decisive. No, no Very decisive. right. Yeah, round. Know, cream bread. cheese. Oh, yeah. nice. Cream cheese frosting. Nice. Moist red velvet cake.
0: Oh, love it. do you know what? I don't know. We've
2: had, we've had one or two red velvets, not
0: not very
1: many of oh, we Yeah, I think we have had. Yeah, yeah, not many, but yeah, wonderful. it was a very quick decision. There, there was, oh, no, there was, there was Always, <laughs> this is what happens. everyone's
0: like, oh, I need some cake now. Right, let's go get some cake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kelly it's been absolutely oh. wonderful to have you on. Thank you so so much sharing some really interesting tips, tricks, honesty. Um, so yeah, it's been yeah. wonderful to have you. Thank you so so much
2: yeah fantastic thank you thanks much for
0: having me you. it's been so enjoyable cheers oh, thank you thank you for listening to this week's episode as always our leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous
1: if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave us a review